0: iTunes presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store.
1: Hi, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the uh, Q&A for Vampire Diaries, the CW's new big hit. This is Kevin Williamson, the executive producer of the show. You probably know him as uh, the creator of Dawson's Creek, as well as all the Scream movies which he wrote. Another one coming up in the pipeline. 4.9 4.9 million viewers, the highest premiere ever on the CW.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is that a... Uh... Nice.
0: Well, I hope they just come back tomorrow night, Thursday yeah. night.
1: <laughs> have or you guys at least half seen of it? them, even. How many of you guys have seen it? No did you one? watch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll all be watching tomorrow, for sure. It gets really good. It gets yeah. really good. this
0: next episode's great. And yeah. the one after, what I just saw it, is I just did the music. I, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, did you have... Was it difficult doing the pilot? I mean, pilots are always hard. You no, know, pilots
0: suck, I think. And I I don't like them. I don't like watching them. I don't like making <laughs> them. I just... But they're necessary evil. You know, you gotta... You gotta there used to be a time when uh, I think pilots were good. Or even in the old days when they did the two-hour backdoor pilots and they would made a movie out of it and a big event. Now you just have to... You've got to, like, introduce the main character, introduce the story, introduce all your characters, their situations, their, their, their conflict mm-hmm. for their, the life of the series, <laughs> all in 42 minutes. And mm-hmm. usually by the end of the first commercial. And so, so people won't turn the channel. And it's just become such a game of don't turn the channel, don't turn the channel. What can you do to keep them from turning the channel? Right. And that's why it's gotten very hard to make, I think, a really effective good pilot.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you pulled it off.
0: Well, I think some shows, you know, when they nail it, they nail it. I think, you know, I look at that and go, eh. here's <laughs> what I'd like to do differently. Here's what I learned. Here's what I could change. And I luckily we got picked up. I get to do all the make do it all differently
1: now. Right. Well, I'm sure you're your biggest critic, you know, yeah. and that's that's probably why you're so successful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right um, I mean, Vampire right. Diaries is obviously based on, you know a book series, and I know that when it first came across your desk, you weren't necessarily really interested in doing a vampire show.
0: No, no. It was, it's a book based, uh, the Vampire Diaries, I think there's four books, or six now, by L.J. Smith. And uh, they've been out since 1991. And um, uh, they, about two years ago, Alloy Entertainment sent them to me as a possible feature film. And Twilight had already been up and running and was in production. And I thought, no way, I'm not going to get involved. And then um, they came back around. uh, The CW picked them up and needed someone to work on them. And it just seemed like the the fit. I I wanted to do Vampires. And I finally, Julie Pleck, my partner, wanted to do it. And it seemed like a really good fit at the time. And we thought, you know, why not? Let's see if we can just do something. A little different,
1: right? Yeah, and it really, if you get into the series, it's not Twilight no. and it's not True Blood; it's it's different.
0: Yeah, and I, I like vampires. I've always loved vampires. I tried the werewolf thing, and it didn't work out so well. And I and so I have done that. So now, well, oddly enough, you know, in every vampire story there's a werewolf story nearby, and so that does sort of pop up eventually <laughs> if you've read the books, but. Um, What's interesting is, is I, I love Vampires. I was happy to do it. The Lost Boys, Near Dark, those are some of my favorite films. And so I, I actually sort of went for it. I was in a time in my life where I thought, you know, epic romance, let's just go for it. And so if you really let yourself go with this show, like, you know, it, it works on you. It, yeah. w- it becomes addictive. I, I, think it, I think it really works on you if you just allow yourself to get a little sappy and, 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 and fall in love with the characters. Then you'll, you'll take the ride. It's really fun.
1: Right. You're not really known for being sappy, though. <laughs> well, you know, I
0: got Julie Plex. I haven't read Twilight. I saw the movie like three or four times, but I've never really um, read the books. Mm-hmm. But I love True Blood. Right. And Julie, my partner, loves Twilight. So together we kind of like work put it together and... I try to keep it sort of cynical and edgy because I like my romance with cynicism. That's the way I like to write. And Julie's a little more earnest. And the book falls somewhere in the middle. And what's nice about it is I do not it's not sort of the cynical Dawson's Creek voice. Right. But it's also I get to do a lot of voices. There's a bunch of different characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, Damon, Ian Summerholder is so good. I just find myself writing monologues for him that we end <laughs> up having to cut because it's just pages and pages of him talking because he's doing it so well. And so I get to sort of have fun with that character and do a very fun voice and then turn around and do other voices. Right.
1: Are there other characters besides Damon that you feel you have more of your stamp on?
0: I love Caroline. Mm -hmm. She's The the blonde. And she really sparkles and just takes off um, in the second episode, she's you know she's sort of introduced more, and then by the third or fourth episode, she's up and running. Right. I mean, she's just a newcomer who just walked in the door with all this talent, and it's just been sort of exciting every day to get the dailies and see what she's done next.
1: Right. And she and Ian Somerhalder will have a. Oh, they
0: have so much chemistry on screen. It's, <laughs> real, it's a lot of fun.
1: So does that start this week then? Yep, that starts this well, week. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Um, it's, it's also different in the fact, Vampire Diaries is different in the fact that it's not your show. I mean, do you like the idea of, or it's your show, it's not your creation. Right, L.J.
0: Smith's creation. Right. And so she's the creator, and I just sort of get to be the vessel to sort of do it. I, you know, I try to put my stuff into it, and I see what I can add to it to make it better. We certainly changed it all around, because you can't just sort of tell a book on a week-to-week basis. You have to change it all around but i hope she likes it i hope she at least knows i tried to keep the spirit of the book julie and i work really hard to sort of keep the spirit alive and and make you know make sure that we have the epic romance but we also get the scares and we keep it kind of like spooky as opposed to sort of you know fun and light we try to like we like play it serious to almost to a degree where you could it's funny you know
1: <laughs> a little a little a little camp in there
0: uh, yeah but we're playing it we're we're not going there yet. That's season three. You know, right now we're trying to keep it real, and but at the same time, it's we know we're a vampire show, right. and we know we're like the third one. So, right. we kind of we sit, we play it.
1: We play it. So, are you in contact with L. J. Smith at all? Do you talk? Is there a dialogue? I've there? I've never
0: met her. Well, oh, you've never even Mm-mm. met her. No. Wow. Okay. No. I look forward to it.
1: Yeah, maybe we, let's make that happen. I don't know. I <laughs> guess she's
0: off writing another book. I don't right. know. I don't know where she is.
1: Right. Yeah, so you are sort of following the series, and like you said, you're keeping the spirit, but there are differences, and you've taken some characters out, you're adding other characters. Yes,
0: yes. The biggest change came with uh, Steve McQueen's character. He wasn't in the book. He's Elena's brother in the show, and in the book, it was a four-year-old sister. Her name was Margaret, I believe, Mm -hmm. four years old. I don't know what to do with a four-year-old on a weekly basis. You know, they're underage. What are you? You know, you got to have like the guardian there, court-appointed. I mean, it's just very tough to work with children for 12 hours. It's sort of against the law. Um, You really have to be careful. How you and I, I don't, I don't write for four-year-olds. So I mean, I hope L.J. Smith and the fans will forgive me that one. And I got and so we came up with Jeremy, which is a very troubled younger brother. Which you know, these, this Elaine is dealing with the death of her parents. Mm. This show is all about death and how she meets this dead guy, and together they bring <laughs> each other back to life. You know, it's that—that's kind of the overall, um, sort of evolving arc of these two characters. And and Jeremy is. We get to counterpoint Elena's journey. Elena deals with the death of her parents one way, and we watch Jeremy take another road. Right. Which is a little different.
1: Yeah. I think the fans of the series will forgive you, because that character already in the pilot pops. I mean, you're interested. You want to save him right, right from the beginning.
0: Yeah. It's really, yeah. And the, the way that evolves with him and his love interest, you know, it gets to a point where you just want to save both of them. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's very tragic.
1: Now, does he, will that character have involvement with the other two boys, with Stefan and Damon? How does he mix in there?
0: Well, I mean, you know, everyone sort of, this, you'll see in this week's episode, the storylines begin. Right. You know, we sort of launch into sort of, you know, the next arcs of these characters, because there's sort of a serialized element to the show, um, in addition to sort of the open and close uh, spooky stuff. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Not, not, not right away.
1: Yeah, it's a large ensemble cast, really. Yeah, we've really. got a lot of
0: characters. And, we, you know, we sort of, like, get to take our time. And now that we're not rushing the pilot and trying to shove everybody in and get their – and everyone have their moment, we get to sort of let the show breathe. And, you know, we start – what we try to do in the very beginning, certainly with the first three episodes, is cement the relationship of our three main leads. Right. You know, we're telling a love story here. So first things first.
1: Yeah, a love story, a love triangle, yes, which is something you're familiar with. Oh, you, I love you triangles! <laughs> what is it with you and triangles?
0: I don't know. There's conflict. <laughs> it's just, you know, love's not easy, and it's complicated. And you know, the best way to complicate it is with a, you know, a triangle. Um, yeah. This one's tough. You know, it's two brothers. Right. One's good. One's evil. uh, They're both thousands
1: of years old. Well,
0: 145. (laughs) 145, okay. Yeah, they're both about 145 years old.
1: Right. And the main draw, at least from the pilot, from what I understand, is that Paul Wesley's character, Stefan, is into Elena because she looks like his love interest from 100 years ago. Yes, Catherine. Catherine.
0: Well, that's one of the beautiful things that um, L.J. Smith did. Is she created Catherine? And I, I don't want to give anything away, but you know that she does play an important part in the story. And uh, you know who is Elena? Is Elena Catherine? Is she related to Catherine? Is yes. she a descendant of Catherine, or is she the reincarnation? I mean, we just have to keep watching.
1: Yeah, we won't we won't dig for answers. But yeah. do you already know the answer? You yes. already and it is similar to what's in the books, or it's something? <laughs> okay, it's a riff Maybe. of a riff of a riff. Maybe. Um, Another thing vampires are really, you know, known for is being very sexualized. You know the whole Twilight thing, True Blood. You're of course on the CW, which we're not going to say the CW is foreign to the whole <laughs> concept of characters that are sexualized, but is Vampire Diaries going to be the new uh the new focus of the parental council? <laughs> um
0: I don't know, you know, we'll see. It's it's um we haven't really had too many um uh restrictions yet i mean we're just telling a story it's not like we're setting out to be provocative we're not setting out to sort of be this sexual show we're just telling the story and if the characters in the show reach a moment where they're gonna have sex they have sex right it, but you know it's not I, even dawson's creek it's not like i i don't go out of my way just to have sex for sex sake right i but i do like my characters to have full rich lives and right. that usually includes sex <laughs>
1: There's story. There will be story behind everything. Oh, yeah. There's
0: sex. I mean, there's sex. And, you know, it's funny. The broadcasting standards have been really easy with the blood, you know, because it's vampire blood. So it's, they're like, oh, well, they've been very lenient with the wounds and the ripping apart and the heads coming off and all that. They've been fairly good. But then you get one little line of dialogue of like, you know, well, maybe I should just eat her. And you're like, (laughs) and suddenly you got to cut it. And you're like,
1: you're like, really? No,
0: we really meant literally. He's gonna eat her. <laughs> <laughs> and and so but things like that. And then right. you have to explain it to them and then they back off.
1: Right. Yeah. But you're used to dealing with network, so but this is a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little different yeah. a different time. Yeah, different time and different subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously the casting for the show is so important. I mean, you need people that the audience is going to fall in love with. But you, you, you have an eye for, for people. You, you're, you find well, stars. You know,
0: people say that, but it's like I got a lot of really good people around me, too, that, you know, sort of, because I second guess everything. And I, you know, so I've got Julie Pleck right there to go, oh, what'd you think? You know, <laughs> so.
1: You've got an eye. It's true. You're a star maker.
0: Wouldn't that be nice? That's nice. <laughs> Thanks for saying it. I don't believe it.
1: Um, I don't know if we want to open it up to the audience at all, if anybody has questions for Kevin. Sure.
0: I'm not a writer, and I don't
1: think it could ever go that way, but I'm an actor. How long does it ever
0: get to the point where the characters are telling you? You seem to have a real strong confidence about who the characters are, who you need them for itself. You've already written it. Did you have... Does that character keep going through on each one of the shows, so that you just follow from what the girls are saying? That's not a complicated question. You're in the imagination of the different different fantasies in the world, so the character starts telling you. You quit telling the character what's going on in your, in your imaginary world. You know, eventually that happens. You know, if you if you want a show to live, to be, he was asking about just if eventually, if you're writing a show, do the. Do the characters start writing themselves and start writing for you and telling you how to write, this sh- write, yeah. write the write, write role? Well, yeah, they do. You know, it's like you, when um when when you're writing a character every single week, and you you, you have an idea of how they are, but then they, you cast it. Then suddenly the actor brings something to it. Then the director directs it, and he brings something to it. And then you get to rewrite it again in the editing room, and the editor brings something to it. Then you add the music. Mm-hmm. Then you have, you don't know what you got, but you got something different from what you envisioned in your head. Right. And so you start to live with it. And by week after week after week, sure, sure. Sure. You start to sort of see it differently, and that character begins to grow in your head. The same way, hopefully, he's growing on screen. And they take a journey, and you take a journey. So you got you got to go with the moment. You can't just sort of like, I have a roadmap, and I, I but I just allow myself to change it every every you know. I, I'm I'm free and easy. Yeah. I believe in structure. I'm a structure freak, but I won't hold myself to it.
1: You had mentioned that the chemistry between the Caroline character. And Ian Somerhalder's character, when you saw that, you just started writing to that.
0: Yes, that is absolutely, that is a perfect case in point. I wasn't quite sure what to do with Caroline. I had a whole image of what to do with her. I know what the book said do with her, and I was going to do that with her, and I am going to do that with her. <laughs> but first, there's something she's got to do. There's a storyline I want her to take first because it's so, she's so good, and I want to see her take it. Cool. Right. One other thing, we'll put back for you, to have time to you. Oh, well, thank you, but, you know, it, I, I I can't take credit for this. You know, you still got a studio president. you still got the head of the network. I mean, you really just have you all kind of, like, work together to cast the role. Nice. TV is tough. you got to, like, go through a committee to get a role.
1: But it's nice to have the producer behind you and oh, in I your just corner knew it. as an actor.
0: We all knew it. I knew Ian was the one. Yeah
1: very cool yep. sure back here yeah in the time of you know, true blood and twilight how exciting and challenging is it to deliver something different in a vampire story i mean is that a conscious you know all the time thing to make sure that you're doing something different that you've got a different angle on it or is it just evolved naturally well,
0: you know I, I am if i was if this was if this was coming out of my head I would probably be a nutcase. But it's L.J. Smith's World, and it's a series of books that I get to sort of stay faithful to and 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 honor, so in a weird way, I'm off the hook. You know, it's like, well, that was just like True Blood. No, it was in my book, sorry. Well, that was just like Twilight. No, it was in my book 20 years before Twilight. So... Watch it. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, I, I kind of get that default. That's my default answer. But it's not really fair either because I do, I do. I, we sit in the writer's room and we're like, oh, wait, was this in True Blood? You know, just last week. Oh, when they, I don't know, I don't want to ruin this week's episode, but with what happened to Marianne and her body, that special effect, we hired the same special effects company that does True Blood for the very reason for us every week, well, what, whatever we want to have happen, make sure it doesn't look like it did on True Blood. And since they did it, they're, they're, they're the ones who are really good at not duplicating themselves and not repeating themselves, even with the special effects. Because I saw something in True Blood this week with Marianne. I was like, whoa, wait a second. That's what we're doing. Hold on. <laughs> and then I called them up the next day. No, nope, we're not doing that. We're doing something totally different. But yes, it's, it's tough. It's tough. The writers are very conscious of it because we're all True Blood freaks. And every, I mean, we, we talk about every Monday morning, we spend two hours talking about True Blood before we start working.
1: I think the Vampire Diaries series predates the True Blood books. Is that oh, do they? Yeah, I, I think I do they do. Them. And Twilight yeah. also. And Twilight, yeah. yeah.
0: Right. I mean, the premise is the same. It's like it's not, you know, it's yeah. how you tell the story, which Stephanie Meyer took in a complete different direction. Right,
1: right. Any other questions? Uh, okay. Nope. Sure. Um, music plays a huge role in Dawson's Creek. And I know with the media, release, they have changed a lot of the music. New tunes. Has that influenced the way you're choosing the Vampire Diaries?
0: Are you conscious to get the rights to the DVD before you do anything like that? It's tough, you know, trying to get those worldwide rights. Um, You know, we do. The question is
1: about music, by the way, and if it was important in Dawson's Creek. Will it be as did, important yeah. as Vampire Diaries? We I mean, didn't
0: get it in perpetuity, so we could not put them in the DVDs. And, and so all the music had to be swapped out before it went to DVDs because Dawson's Creek fell right in that time of period where who knew they were going to wind up on DVD? Um, well, Warners is very good. They, have, they 100% make sure they can get the rights for the DVDs but you know the question is getting the song for the show it's just very tough still you know it's a music the music industry is a different place from where it was 10 years ago and so sometimes it's the easiest thing in the world to get a hit song or a future hit song and sometimes they're not gonna budge they won't give it to you for nothing I mean I just got denied this, a song for the end of 102 two weeks from now it's the most beautiful most perfect song for the very ending and now I have to go find another song that yeah. was yeah I was very unhappy today
1: <laughs> What is your process for finding music? Where do you go to? Where do you look?
0: Um, we have a, uh, Chris more's our uh, music supervisor, mm-hmm. and that 's why i don 't want to reveal the the numbers because uh, he 's got a budget to work within, and you know if it 's out there, exactly how much money he has you know um, he, he, I'm sorry.
1: He, does he bring you, like, I mean, I, how involved is he with Oh, yeah, what's he, going he's the on one who the does script? it. You know, he
0: can't do everything. We send him the script. He reads the script. We sort of tell him, like, in this next, um, this, this, this week's episode is this amazing moment at the ending. It's like I, every time I watch it, I kind of tear up. And, and Julie, you know, had this image of when we we're filming it on the set, she was just, like, singing the song to herself. This is the song that should be playing. And we didn't think we'd get it. And we play, and when we edit, he's the music supervisor. Went and got it, and he he just got it, and he got it for such. I mean, he just really did a great job. And now it's in the song, it's it's in the show. You'll see it. It's at the end of uh, this week's episode, and it works beautifully.
1: Yeah, Beautiful, so. very cool. You had a question?
0: Yeah, you just find music you like. He brings in music. He so brings in like 20. Here's, I think this is 20 songs. Let's put this in, and see what works.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you forgot your question. Sure. Where, where
0: you we film in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, we shot the pilot in Vancouver. All that footage was in Vancouver, but um, we moved it to Atlanta because it's a little more small town, a little more southern. Uh, you know, the show takes place in Georgia, uh, Virginia, and so we shoot in Covington, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta, which works as our town. They shoot. They shot in the heat of the night there. They, shot, um, they just shot Halloween Part 2 there. It was Haddonfield, Illinois, for a Rob Zombie's movie. And, um, you know, it's a perfect town. A little town square, four corners.
1: Is it difficult as a writer to be back here in L.A. while all the action is going on down there?
0: It's tough, you know? It sucks because I want to be there and I can't because I'm stuck in the editing room. You know, if I'm not in the writer's room, I walk down the hall to the editing room and I'm back and forth constantly. So the good news is... The, they're up and running in Atlanta and it's top notch. It's an A-class production down there yeah. and the dailies are coming. This looks like it's a really classy show. It looks great. The footage, we got the most amazing DP. We've got Marco Siega who's down, who directed the pilot, who is down there every step of the way right. for every show.
1: Right. You've got your people. Yeah, they're down there making <laughs> it look good. Very cool. Are there any other questions? Yeah. Good. All right, well, we look forward to seeing more of what's coming Thursdays, on the CW tomorrow, everyone's gonna watch tomorrow. Please, yeah, please watch. Yes. Let's or get those tomorrow. numbers. Keep Two them days. up. <laughs>
0: right, Thursday night, eight o'clock.